0: Hello nerds, we're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now here's the thing, when we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing, there's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is gonna help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer. And that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's gonna make you look great, cause that's the thing, fitting clothes really does matter. You don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you. And with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you. So it is properly conforming to your size and shape, which is great, that's what you need. Now here's the thing, these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help. If you use gift code NERDSINLOVE at checkout, you will get $20 off your first custom shirt. Now again, these shirts do last a while, but we're gonna give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's gonna get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life. So check out propercloth.com, see what kind of shirts they have, and hopefully you can find one that will get you Farther in your dating life. With that said, let's get on with the show. Thanks for your time. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And. I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan.
1: And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so
0: I do it. What do you mean love? You mean big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Good, thank you. How was your holidays? It was great. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Did you uh, do get anything good for Christmas? Anything exciting? Uh, I knew as soon as you asked that, I was going to go blank. <laughs> the gift oh. of companionship, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> People are in a. No, I really, I really went blank. Mm. That's the thing. Oh no! One of them,
1: one of them was a really nice set of um New Yorker cartoons, like two books, a set of New Yorker cartoons, and oh, they've nice. got a whole section on on counseling and mental health and psychiatry. Oh, that's cartoons. Cool. So I always love those. because I add them in presentations and stuff.
0: Oh, cool! Is that something you yeah. can frame, or is that just like a book, or it's a it's a it's
1: two like thick books. Oh nice uh, um, and it's all alphabetical oh awesome uh, like you look up a topic like dogs and it's got all the their New Yorker dog cartoons and yeah. so it's pretty neat Awesome. so and and also got a farsight box set but my brother is cleaning that
0: so. <laughs> 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 yeah he's already taken that but hey, so, uh, you gotta claim what you can claim I guess right 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 at least the so. thing about a book is eventually he'll he'll be done with it you can get around to reading it.
1: Right, right, exactly. Well, then I was like, let's put it in a shared place so we both have access. There you go. <laughs> but, and, then, and and the holidays are continuing, too, because we, we haven't seen my dad yet for Christmas, so we're going to go Oh. do that. So nice. Yeah, so we're just keep going. It so. never seems to end.
0: Yeah, People are already nah. like, I'll see you next year, and I'm like, ugh, don't remind me. I still have a year to prepare. <laughs> but, uh... You 12 months to get a gift. Yeah, you're good. I I saw people were buying things in the stores and they were already buying uh, like Christmas chocolates and stuff. And I overheard one couple say, oh, well, we can buy them now and give them to people uh, next Christmas. And I'm like, you're going to hold on to chocolates (laughs) for 12 months? Good power to you, I guess, as long as they stay fresh. I guess it depends what climate you're in. That's true. I just imagine Uh, somebody like had some chocolate. It's just melted, moldy chocolate. And Oh, well, tension was there, but... (laughs) Here's some melted chocolate. Merry Christmas. Here's some melted moldy chocolate. So there's, there's a good episode titled, Melted Moldy Chocolate.
1: Uh, and I, I think a lot of people bought the gaslighting book over the holidays because I looked at the Amazon numbers and they spiked. So oh, good. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of family Christmas that was. Here, here's a book on gaslighting.
0: Here, Dad. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not to saying you're gaslighter, anything. but here's, here's a book. That would be kind of a passive-aggressive move, I guess, right, if somebody's <laughs> Well, I had people
1: say to me, I ordered a couple for my family and I'm like, wow, I wonder, I want to, I want to see like how that, Yeah. how that happened. I <laughs> want to meet that family.
0: But to- well, it could
1: be that maybe there's, I mean, there's stuff, there's stuff about political stuff in there and also um, workplace stuff. So I could see where it could, it could be a book that you, you can use in all sorts of different situations where there's manipulation happening. So That's I true. could see like what, with a family that they're okay getting it. Yeah, I think a family that that you've had stuff going on, and you give them the book, it might be like a little wink, like, "Hey, this person gets what's going on her family." Mm. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. I just thought I just thought it was interesting that this spiked right around, yeah, right before Christmas.
0: If you have bought so. uh, stuff's book, maybe you can let us know. Did you buy it for your family? If so, did you buy it because you thought it would be an interesting read, or were you trying to infer something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now we need to know.
0: Now we need the real answers. <laughs> And also write a review on Amazon. I would appreciate that. I have a digital copy, which I'm planning to read when I go to Mexico. So.
1: Oh, good. I, I don't think I put you in it. I'll have to double check.
0: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if so, I'm assuming it in a positive way. Uh, let me see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're not in it. No, I wrote it before I met you. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, no, you're not in it.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I, sure.
0: I need some stuff to read when I go down to Mexico, and now I I used to do that thing where I would haul, like, 15 books with me down to Mexico, and now I just I load it all onto the tablet and read it. So Isn't I, that nice? It's so I remember funny. in the beginning, I was like, I'm
1: never going to stop reading real books, and I'm like, ooh, I like this.
0: It, it is really nice. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because you can go buy stuffs book on Amazon and then go read it on the Kindle app, but...
1: And it's Gaslighting is the title of it. It's yes. Gaslighting, Recognizing Manipulative and Emotionally Abusive People and Break Free.
0: I was uh, I was looking at my list of books that I have to read down there, and it was it, kind of like the oddest assortment of books you could probably ever find. One was like a nonfiction book on the history of the Friday the 13th franchise, and then next to that is uh, your book, and then a Game of Thrones <laughs> prequel book, and I'm oh. like... Yeah, if somebody looked at this, they'd probably be like, What kind of guy is reading all three of these books? But a very intelligent one. I guess so. Yes. So yeah. Very astute person. Uh, although with the hard
1: copy you could be like at the pool and you could assign coffee and you go, What's gaslighting? You'd be like, sit here and I will tell you about it. You can meet people that way.
0: That's true. I really feel like we're we're losing that that, that hard hard uh, cover I also like too when they do the paperback like if I can find a good paperback book now we're just getting on a book tangent but if you can find a if <laughs> bookmakers want to make a paperback book that's like the nice middle ground because a paperback book really mm-hmm. will just fit anywhere but some of these books that I've gotten over the holidays and otherwise it's just like hardcover book and it's just rigid and you can't really fit it oh, anywhere yeah. and, I'm
1: and wondering- you have to think about the weight limit when you fly too like a weight of your suitcase and all that so i'm just saying- i'm gonna do some asmr here's the book i'm flipping through the pages right now yeah
0: so if you're writing a book please make a paperback version for, for well, it's people.
1: actually the publisher that gets to decide that
0: oh interesting
1: yeah okay, well, so I'm-
0: if you work for a and this publisher. and this
1: book, I really like the pages and the hardcover, or the the soft cover one. It smells; the pages smell good. I'm into the smell of books, and you don't get that electronically. So,
0: well, surprisingly, this is not good. a book a podcast about plugging books and reading. <laughs> Although maybe it should be. Uh, this is the dating device show for nerds. Um, yeah uh p- speaking of astute individuals uh while we are astute and we know our stuff for the most part this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment so if you really need help be sure to contact a mental health professional uh including stuff i'm sure people could contact you if they really were in dire straits yep. right so everybody...
1: stephaniesarcus.com
0: yep there's
1: uh, a contact page uh, there and it emails me so
0: yeah and if Do you you're... have any questions and if you have any recommendations for what I should read down in Mexico, feel free to email me mailbag at 3 dot Let me know. Or if you have a question about your dating life, that's a good place for that too. But now, where are you
1: going in Mexico?
0: Puerto Vallarta. week or week, not a week to go, a month ago. I wish it was a week to go, but no, a month ago. Ooh, uh, yeah. All right, have fun. Thank you. Let's uh, let's. Touch base with Jasmine here. Jasmine says, Nerds, recently I was working a job where I was prohibited from dating coworkers. It was in our signed terms and conditions. However, I've since left. There was a coworker that I had a crush on, and I know he's single. I'm thinking of asking him out, which I've checked, and in the terms and conditions is allowed. Uh, so, what's holding me back? I'm worried that this may paint me as someone who either a left the job just so I could pursue this guy. I didn't. It's a better opportunity or B as there's jobs, as these jobs are in the same field. It may paint me as someone who dates coworkers. And I'm worried that this may hold me back career wise. Obviously I can explain this when asked, but I'm worried this may be a bad career move, particularly in the fierce corporate world. Jasmine. Jasmine, I feel
1: like um, this is, one of those areas where being a woman in business is tricky because I don't think a man would ask this question. That's true. And I think that that kind of points to what women kind of go through in the workplace is that we do have to think about that stuff. So I understand where you're coming from Jasmine, that you're considering that. Um, but my first feeling was that, uh, you're no longer coworkers and you've checked your terms and conditions um if you if you would feel comfortable having an attorney maybe looking over it just to make sure, um you know that's that's your prerogative that may be something that might make you feel a bit better about it. Um, but most people, I would say, meet people at work. So um you know it, and again it's kind of like, well, who cares? go ahead and ask him out and see what happens. Mm. Yeah, and if people are talking about, oh, this is a bad career move for you, I'd ask them why. And again, you look at it by gender too, mm-hmm. that if a man did that, nobody would blink. I don't think, I mean, I'm not an executive, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of a little torn on this because on one hand, it's kind of like, well, you know, it sounds like you're in the right, but if you have all these concerns about whether it's going to affect your, your career going forward, not just in that previous job or your current job but in other future jobs then you know is it really worth it and the thing is too is like you say you have a crush on this guy but like i'm kind of wondering like you know is this the only fish in the sea and i'm not trying to say like to, to try to deter you from you know speaking to this person but if there's a lot of potential risks involved then steph is right i mean you know if this was a guy this would not be we wouldn't even be getting this email, but. For women, it is sadly different, and I, you know, I wish that wasn't the case, but unfortunately, it kind of is. Um, with all these potential risks involved, it might be worth just moving towards, moving on towards somebody else. That being said, if you really like this person, you know, maybe yeah, check with a lawyer uh, just to be sure. Um, and you know, maybe it might be worth if you guys are dating to keep it on the down low, at least professionally. Um, You know, it's not that uncommon for, you know, in the corporate world like that for you to maybe keep your you know relationship with this person maybe between the two of you. Uh, That can be hard, but if you're worried that it's going to affect your work, uh, career, life, then you may want to keep it between the two of you and maybe your close friends and family. Not to say you have to keep it from everybody, but if you're worried that that section... Uh, of your life is going to judge you for it, it might be worth keeping it to yourselves. And I've heard, of, I know of people in the corporate world who do that, where they do date people within the same industry uh, and they keep it to themselves just as to keep any potential uh, misjudgment away from them. And it's not ideal. I mean, obviously we would, it would be better to live in a world where you can share these type of things. But if you are worried, it might be best to maybe keep that section of your yeah. life away from your dating life at least for the time being but there's a lot of potential avenues you can take with this and i think it really depends on what you're willing to do and even if this person likes you you say it's a crush but it, i'm not 100 sure if the feeling's mutual so you might even want to check that too before you kind of get a little ahead of yourself here too right so that's well, i was question. also thinking
1: i'm going to go on a limb here and say that if if you're really concerned about it, it also gets you out of asking him out, and that that's a risk taking thing to do. Yeah. So, I would take a look at: Are you concerned about it because it's a way for you to not ask him? Mm-hmm. And if that's it, I mean, I understand also the work that that, that does happen at work. You know, people tend to, um, you know, pay more attention to what women are doing than what men do at work. And again, unfortunately, that's how things are at this point. And hopefully, they'll change. Um but I'd look as is it a way for you not to ask him or is it really that you're concerned about work?
0: Yeah.
1: So But Jasmine, let's know how it goes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Keep us in. And again,
1: place. yeah, like you were saying, like the other option is you date other people. Yeah. And then you don't have to deal with any of this.
0: I mean I'm kinda of thinking like at the end of the day, you know, this is a crush, you're not even too sure if it's mutual. There's a lot of potential risk. It might just be easier to find somebody elsewhere. And I hate saying that because it's almost in a way. But, but of- it
1: also, the situation brings up some good questions for Jasmine, which is how women are perceived in the workplace. And that gets in a whole nother podcast. But um yeah, it, I think it really sheds light on what women in the business world have to go through mm-hmm. that they do have to consider that. yeah, And I, I think it's good that Jasmine considered that and she read her terms and conditions. And, and so it's good information for her, um, if she leaves her current job and, and then, you know, has met someone at her current job and leaves and wants to ask them out. So I, but I think it really sheds light on some of the things that women have to deal with at work.
0: Yeah. And I think it's great too, Jasmine, that you are not even just thinking about, you know the more immediate terms and conditions side of things but also your uh, potential career as well because a lot of people mm-hmm. don't take that into consideration and they think well this piece of paper says that i can but you know and not to again deter anybody from doing any of this but it's good to think of all possible avenues and ways that this could be a potential issue uh mm-hmm. and i think that's it's good on you for keeping that in mind again, not to deter you, but it's great to keep these things in mind. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a good for you, Jasmine that you're looking at the realities of your field.
0: Yeah. Uh, my cat just rolled around on the ground. I think that means that he agrees. So.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Go kitty. What's your cat's name? I forgot his name.
0: Colin Farrell.
1: No, is it really? Then I didn't know your cat's name. Your cat's name is Colin Farrell. Yeah. Is, is he irish
0: no i just i think <laughs> you're answering that seriously <laughs> you're like i, I uh, that's a i don't even i'm um, no he's not irish he comes from canada but you know you gotta have a unique name for a cat like i don't get when people get animals and they just name them like john or daryl or something like give them give them a unique name it's a pet like
1: See, I, I give
0: them people names but not
1: like common people names like lucy toby you know like their dog names yeah it's not like frank although my neighbor's got a dog who's the like the translation is like jim or something (laughs) i always think that's great because he's like this kind of like tough guy dog he's like a like part bulldog or something and his name's like jim (laughs) so are you sometimes it's, it's kind of ironic and funny but yeah i support you naming your cat colin farrell
0: I, uh, I've lately, he's been finding boxes for himself to nap in. And I jokingly say, I'm like, oh, oh, you're ready to be shipped out. I see.
1: Oh, it's good to be a cat. Yeah. You can just do it. Have household staff. It's great.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Uh, did you want to read? <laughs> Jasmine's <laughs> saying, I didn't know this is how this is going to wind up, but okay. <laughs> sure. So, so Aaron says, uh, I'm a 26-year-old, and I'm wanting to get back in the dating game after being single for some time. The issue is I work in construction, and this has left my skin rather dry and coarse. Some girls like this, but majority of sight is an issue against me. What can a guy do to help improve issues like this prior to going on a date, Aaron? Aaron, first, y- your calluses protect you at your work, and as long as you're working in construction, that's just a fact of life. And you say that some girls like it, so I would focus on going out with those girls. And... If other girls have an issue against it, then you don't want to go out with them anyway. Um, you can always see a dermatologist if you feel like you know you need help with your skin. And of course, we can't answer skin questions. Um, but I would say you know that's part of your work, and you should be proud of what you do. And if you get rid of your calluses, you're going to be hurting. So um, you know, I would just say you know find someone that that likes your you know what you do and and doesn't mind your skin. And you said that you have met women like that, so. I'd say forget all the people that, are, that aren't into that.
0: I'm going to take a bit of an opposite approach here. Okay. I think your hands, like it's hard to do much with your hands because I think you're right. Calluses are there to protect you. So I think your hands are not really a concern. But And the thing is, too, is I'm reading it over again. I don't see anything mentioning specifically skin. But the thing is, too, is most times what most people are going to notice is not the hands, but probably more so the face. So if there's, like, any, like, dryness or redness in the face, like, that's going to be the most apparent thing. And I wouldn't really worry too much about your hands. Uh, again, you're in construction. Calluses are there to protect you. But on your face, at least, there's probably a few things that you can do to help improve. And
1: that, Oh, so you're thinking,
0: like, maybe because he's been out in the sun and stuff. Yes. Because he says skin, but he doesn't generally say. And I'm going to say right now, you don't have to worry about your hands. Um... Again, if you work in construction, I think most people would understand. I think where you may be running into issues is maybe your face. And if you're and if you're having issues with your face, there's like a lot of really simple stuff that you can do. Um,
1: if you're, but let's back up first because I'm, I'm
0: kind of like, well,
1: if you got somebody judging you on a date about your skin on your face, that to me is very superficial. So that would automatically make me think, you know what? If I'm on a date with someone as the first date and they start saying stuff about my face, that's a huge red flag to me. However, if he is in, if you are in the sun, Aaron, um, and you are having skin issues, then I would probably see a dermatologist because I mean, if you might have, you might even have a skin condition. Yeah. Don't I don't know
0: if he, if, and I'm not, I'm not a dermatologist, so I can't really make a judgment call here, but say you have lupus, which is a very common, um, you know, reaction that a lot of people have, you know, there's ways to counter that. And I think if anything, uh, and i don't know what these people are intending when they say something like that but a lot of times if there are skin conditions if there is like a skin issue that can be treated you know the perception possibly being that if you're not treating it it kind of comes across as like maybe you don't care and not to say that you are mm-hmm. or aren't because really it can't make really a really judgment call on that but you know i think putting your best foot forward there's nothing wrong with that um because i'm focusing less so on like why these people did i mean at the end of the day you know i think it's very vain of them to focus on that entirely and perhaps not want to go on a date with you just because of that that's kind of odd i I just don't but it's also a side
1: effect of online dating culture though too
0: true but there are that we write people off more quickly true but there are some things you can do to help your skin and i'm gonna focus more so on like just some few things you can do to help your skin. Um, not to say you have to, I mean, ultimately it's up to you. And I would probably recommend that before you do any of it, seeing a dermatologist to see if maybe there's some other, some major issues there would be recommended. Um, dermatologists will tell you if there's like an issue like you have with lupus or something like that. And if you do, then there's obviously some things that you can do that are more medical but if they say there's nothing wrong with you, then there's like a few things you could probably do. Um, one would be uh, maybe like a facial mask uh, once once a week or two times a week. Um, I actually found out recently when I went to my barber because I go to a barber once a month that my barber started to offer charcoal uh, peel off mask with your your haircut and i was kind of surprised by this because i'm like well why would i thought face masks were more for women i didn't otherwise know but i <gasps> such bias i know right but <laughs> it was like 10 bucks and i thought you know what i'll go for it i'll give it a try and i'll tell you what after that i went to my local drugstore and bought like as much charcoal peel off face mask as i like, could a- Buy. Like, I was walking out of the store full of a bag of them because I was a convert. Uh, They do really work to do a couple of things. One is to close up the pores on your skin, but also to remove a lot of the built in dust and dirt and things that cause blackheads, stuff like that. So, um, you don't want to do it more than twice a week, but you can buy a charcoal face mask for pretty cheap. I mean, the one that I buy comes in like a regular. Like a, I could probably grab it if, but I'm not gonna go that far. But it comes in like a relatively decent-sized bottle that probably comes with four four uses, and it's around four dollars. So that's like a dollar usage, and really, if you're doing it twice a week, like that's not too bad. That's gonna be a real great way to sort of help with your face, uh, facial kind of complexion there uh and the thing is too is you want to avoid sheet masks if you have facial hair just because those will literally rip your facial did hair you out. Say sheep or sheep sheep what? what did you s-h-e-e-t oh <laughs> i made that That's mistake i mask. i had a well i used to have a mustache and i don't anymore the reason being is that i put on a sheet mask getting old i uh, somebody was like oh you should try a sheep mask and i was like okay i'll try that instead of the charcoal one ripped my mustache off and it was all patchy and gross and i had to shave off the mustache put it out of its misery
1: maybe that's where we should talk about side effects is that i'm i have sensitive skin i practice a lot of skincare stuff so i i would say that aaron we don't always know how things are going to react with our skin yeah so that's why you kind of do a test patch to see how that goes uh, before you try anything and again you can also go to dermatologist and um you know, yeah. just get your skin checked out, which is probably a good idea anyway, if you work outside, yeah. um, because I would think that, uh, if, well, first also always wear sunblock. I, I live in Florida, so it's just like a common thing here, but I'm not sure where you're at, but mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you protect your skin out in the sun. And that's another thing that can cause it to be dry is if you have a lot of sun exposure. So, yeah. you know, it might be worth it just to go to a dermatologist, just to uh, get your skin checked out, um, mm-hmm. to see if there's any trouble spots. And that's just a good idea anyway, especially if you work outside. Yeah. So, um, so I would, I would recommend doing that.
0: Yeah. And you know, there's, there's lots of things that you can do for your skin that don't have to be super expensive and it just helps, uh, you know, maybe, maybe at the end of the day, these people are going to nitpick and find something like, Oh, his ear is slightly lower on the left side than the right side. I don't want to date this person, but, and there's really nothing much you can do about those people, but you know, it, there's some things you can do for your skin. and I'm not going to say that it's going to guarantee that you get more better results with your dates, but I mean, it, it might help. And you know, it's really at the end of the day, if you have anything, it really is going to help your confidence level and help you feel better about yourself, which I think is going to help overall with your dating uh, experience there. So
1: and if your confidence is pretty good and, and you know, that this is just a side effect to your job, then you say, forget those people.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing with dating; you can be super confident and still run into people who are just terrible. So, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it it happens. So, all right. Well, best of luck, Aaron. Let us know uh, how your skincare is coming along. Uh, next up is Brad's email, and boy, Brad's got a lengthy one here. It says, "Nerds, I'm gonna bind. I'm hoping you can help. I've been married for six years now, and up until last week, I'd stipulate that we are happily married." My wife was wanting to go on a skiing trip with some of her girlfriends. I figured, sure, why not? Have fun. I even planned some day trips with my guy friends. One of my guy friends is married, and his wife is friends with my wife. My buddy told me that he wanted to show me something, and it was on Instagram, a story. And it was my wife, drunk, making out with some guy. Now, here's what bothers me aside from making out. She said she doesn't have Instagram, but the Instagram I was shown was clearly hers. I asked her buddy to send, or asked my buddy to send me proof, and he did. When my wife returned, I calmly asked her about the trip. I alluded to it, stuff like meet any cute guys or get into any trouble. Then, bam, dropped this on her lap. To her credit, she didn't deny it. I then suggested that we spend t- that she spend time with a friend or parent, and she promptly took some things and left. And it's not, and I'm not torn up about this. I suppose at the end of the day, I know we need some time apart. And this is likely for the best. Now I'm wondering what do we do now? I'm on the fence as to whether or not I work with her on this. I could and probably should, but I guess it depends on where she's at. I don't want to be one of those people who jumps on the divorce bandwagon. I guess my question boils down to how do you get from that initial issue to quote unquote irreconcilable differences? And is there much of anything I should be doing? Love the podcast. Sadly, never thought I'd be emailing in Brad.
1: Well Brad, when you say should and could, I, I would kind of throw those out the window because whenever you say should, could would, uh, we it, it kind of traps us. So and that's part of when we talked about, you, know, I've mentioned before that training cognitive behavioral therapy. So when you say could and should, well, sometimes you just end stuff. Um, there's nothing that says you have to go to therapy or that you have to um, you know, or you have to get divorced. I mean, there's, you can do whatever you want in the situation. Um, you've got a couple issues. One is the the you know the flat out betrayal. And then there's also the things like having Instagram account where she said she didn't have one or was it Facebook? but one of the social medias. Yeah So you' you got some betrayal on two levels. Um, and and it, it sounds like you're kind of done from what I was reading, but again, but if you tell yourself, well maybe I, I well I should or or, or could. Again, what what is it that you want? And then also, what is it that she want? Mm-hmm. Does, is this her way... Is this Was this a way that she was not happy and both of you weren't happy and this was how she kind of pushed it ahead, mm-hmm. so to speak? Yeah. Yeah,
0: and the thing is, too, um, uh, Brad... She- when you're posting on,
1: on, on social media, you're being pretty bold.
0: Oh, yeah. And she's probably thinking... Well, she's probably thinking, you know, that... You know, he doesn't know that she has Instagram, so she probably had that level of comfort. But, yeah, I mean, not to excuse what she did, but, I mean, I guess, Brad, at this point, what you should be doing, and, I mean, it might be uncomfortable or whatever, but it would be good to communicate with her and see, you know, what she is willing and able to do and see where that lands with what you're willing and able to do. Um You know, like Steph said, there's really no right or wrong answer. I mean, if at the end of the day you feel like there's something that can be worked on through therapy, then maybe that might be the best avenue. But if not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with separation or divorce. You know, at the end of the day, these things have happened. And, uh, you know, that's kind of why these these are in place. I think, though, you know, at the very least, you should be putting out that kind of initial communication to kind of see where you guys are at and maybe giving us some time for both of you to think about it uh, would be best. But it is good to eventually communicate and see what you guys can or, you know, want to do in terms of, you know, resolving these issues one way or another. Uh, But, yeah, communicate with her and find out where, where she's at and go from there.
1: And Brad, also, I don't know what state you're in, but some states have waiting periods from separation to divorce. Mm-hmm. So I'd also look at that too. And if you, um, and first, you know, consult a lawyer too, uh, family law attorney. So uh, if you, if you and your wife are deciding to split up, you may have to establish a, a official date of separation if you are in a state that has you wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know what the laws are in the, in, in your state. Or I don't really know what state you're in, but I would consult an attorney.
0: Yeah. So. Yep.
1: And I'm sorry this has happened to you all. I mean, it's, it's happened to both of you. So um, yeah. it's, it's one of those things that, wow, I, I wish that she could have told you that she was not happy. Yeah. Instead of going this route.
0: And I mean, I'm not trying to defend what she did, but you know, might be worth kind of getting more from her on the situation too i mean you know i'm not saying that you know things like that are excusable but you know maybe it was just a one-time drunken mistake maybe there's more to it than that but finding out more from her would probably be a good starting off point and going from there
1: and sometimes things don't work out yep um so and and also brad i was and this is a multi-step process but would you be able to let it go and continue in the relationship?
0: Yeah.
1: And that's something only you can answer. <laughs> and I'm not talking about you wake up one morning and you're like, hey, I'm fine. But, you know, again, it takes time. But would you, do you think that this is something that you would be able to let go of yeah. and trust again?
0: Yeah.
1: Or did it cross the line because A, she did it and then B, she posted on Instagram that she said she didn't have?
0: Yeah lot to dissect here uh virtually it's uh kind of an odd case but you know well i don't
1: think it's that odd i see this a lot oh really yeah 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 Where especially with when social media started really picking up because facebook was starting what 2005 yeah um i see more and more cases where someone's busted on social media cheating or Um, they're having an emotional affair over somebody they reconnected with on social media. So uh, it's actually quite common and it's also more common than people think that, that there's infidelity in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it, Brad, you are far from the only person this has happened to.
0: Yeah. All right. Next up is Jonathan. Did you want to read Jonathan's email?
1: Sure. Jonathan says, a nurse, I know on a few occasions you've all joked that it's easy for someone to fall for a waitress or a barista. Oh, I don't know if we joked about it. Now I feel bad. Um, as they are typically very nice as part of their job, but how do you confirm as such or as, uh, as much, or is there a way to find out if the person's single without being, and I don't, you say this phrase, so this is gonna sound really weird um, without being hella awkward about it. <laughs> <laughs> Never so jonathan thank you for expanding my horizons not being hella awkward about it i have a crush on this waitress at a bar i frequent but i don't want to pass up an amazing opportunity due to her job jonathan jonathan the chances are that she's been asked out a lot because she's a, a bartender or she's a waitress right waitress okay at a bar So she may have been asked out before, but the only way you're going to find out is if you ask her out and she'll let you know if she's interested or not. So it's more like you're going to have to take a risk. And also, are you going to be okay with going back to this bar uh, if she says no? So that's also, I would think a little bit ahead too and decide, are you willing to kind of give up this going to this bar or would you be totally okay with that and be able to go to the bar even if she turns you down? Yeah. The only way you're going to find out is if you ask.
0: I think it's interesting too, that like I think online dating has made it, so that people are losing grasp of like that process of just being friends with somebody and finding out things about them before you get to that point of asking them out. Mm-hmm. Um, because we get so used to just logging into an online dating app and you see that, for the most part, yeah, well, you can always verify that the person's single uh, and willing to date. But in real life, you can't really verify that. And the thing is, too, is, I mean... I think when we joke about these things, I can I can I'm I can vaguely remember I was kind of joking about it. I think the joking comes more from the f- reality that a lot of times people don't go through that preliminary steps of just being friends with somebody and finding out things about them before asking them out. And we'll just jump on asking the person out without really knowing much about them, and it does kind of potentially create some awkwardness there. But that can be easily countered. I mean, the thing is, too, is you know, instead of just jumping on and saying, "Hey, you know, want to hang out sometime," you know, try to just be friends with this person and try to just find out more about them. And the sad thing is, is that you may go through this process and find out that they have a boyfriend or that they are not sexually attracted to you for a variety of different reasons. There's a variety... which has nothing to do with you exactly, but you it's better to find. And the thing is too, is some people just don't have the patience to do this. And again, I think it's kind of boils down to online dating, making it so that people get this instant gratification. Whereas, you know, before you would have to take your time to get to know somebody. And then, you know, if, you know, you find out everything, you can kind of make that calculated risk that, you know, you might ask them out and find out, you know, whether they like you or not. Um, but take the time to just get to know the person without any expectations that you're going to be asking them out or that you're going on a date. Just treat it like they're a friend uh, and find out more about them. Ask them questions, you know, and it doesn't have to be awkward either. Just be like, hey, what do you do in your free time? And people will tell you, like, here's the thing. If somebody's with somebody, they'll say, oh, you know, I spend time with my boyfriend or uh, I like to go and hang out with my girlfriend or something like that. And. It's their way of telling you things about themselves, and we've lost that skill in a lot of ways. So uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking out a barista or waitress, but I think what you have to do is do that preliminary work of finding out more about them before you jump ahead. And the thing is, too, is there's nothing wrong with just jumping in and asking them out. But you have to be prepared that you, A, might not get the answer that you want, and B, you might create some awkwardness especially if it's a bar that you frequent. So if you're really wanting to avoid that, take the time to get to know somebody and sort of gain that level of confidence that when you do ask them out, that you're going to be in that best position possible. And you may still not get the answer that you want. That may be a thing, but you know, at the very least you can be a little bit more rest assured that when you do ask that question, you're confident that you're gonna get the best answer possible, and that you're gonna be confident enough and happy enough with what happens. So take the time Uh, here's a tricky oh go ahead no no i was pretty much i was done so
1: okay i uh, here's the tricky part though is that if she's a waitress at the bar he goes to that how do you get to know her as a friend if she's on the clock and she can't i mean you can be friendly to customers but you can't like hang out and talk with them no so i'm wondering how you would get to know her as a friend without asking her out
0: well, you could, you know, maybe say, hey, you know, me and some friends are hanging out. Would you like to hang out? Something that's not like a date, but something where you're hanging out and getting to know them, right? So, mm, okay. Yeah. And again, not not a date per se, but more so just hanging out and kind of getting to know that person more as a friend. Kind and, of and
1: also, I would wonder too, John, does she give you any signals that she's interested? Uh, that I look at that too as a sign um and it sounds like you may you may have talked to her because you frequent this bar quite a bit is yeah. that what you were saying i think um so yeah and, and when we were joking about the easier fall for as a waitress or barista i think um yeah i think what she said is right it's like that sometimes we mistake good customer service for hey this person's into me yeah um and that's good if you have self-confidence like that <laughs> and but also again it, it doesn't always mean the person's interested so yeah um I would say, you know, if you feel comfortable enough, ask her out. If you've gotten to know each other, maybe you have gotten to know each other. Uh, but again, she's going to let you know when you ask her out, yeah. and you'll get your answer. So sometimes we just need to get our answer too. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And the thing is, too, is, uh, you know, in, in in some you know situations too, you may put forth like the suggestion that you hang out as friends. A lot of women nowadays and guys, too, like ever, it's not gender exclusive, will pick up on maybe the fact that you might be interested and might just put something out there like, hey, just that's fine. I can hang out, but just so you know, I am with somebody or I'm not dating or whatever else. So you may just, you know, take it easy and take the slow and steady approach and still just get your answer pretty much right away. A lot of people are really kind of like socially aware uh, of these kind of cues and we can pick up on them enough to tell you, like, hey yeah I'm fine with hanging out but just so you know I'm not dating anyone right now or something like that so keep in mind too that you may take the slow and steady approach and get your answer right away I've been in c- scenarios where I've done that as well where I'm like you know what I'm gonna take the slow and steady approach and then they're like oh I'm not interested in dating like I, I don't i or I don't date men or something like that you're like oh well thanks for your... <laughs> thanks I don't I didn't have to go through well, and, the... it can, and it can hurt but you got your yeah, answer exactly yeah and it happens it's let's Ultimately a part of it too is whenever you're dating especially nowadays well even I would even say with online dating but obviously a little bit less as much cuz with online dating you know if the person's single but there's always going to be a bit of rejection involved and it sucks but you know it is a part of it and it's good to keep a good healthy frame of mind when it comes to those things uh when you know taking into account dating and all that so
1: and very rarely is someone's reaction to you anything to do with you
0: no it's never, per- uh, well, I mean, I would say 90% of the time it's not personal, unless you've really done something to really irk them. But, yeah, no, it's it's not personal. It's something going on in their lives or whatever else, but, yeah. All right. Well, best of luck, Jonathan. Uh, let us know yeah. how it goes. All right, Uh, next email is from Ryan. Ryan says, Nerds, it's 2019 and I'm wanting to try online dating again. My question is simple. What's a great way to get someone's attention on that initial message, Ryan?
1: I think just be yourself. Just be yourself, keep it short.
0: I think, I've said this before, but showing that you've engaged with their profile and showing some level Mm -hmm. of interaction with the content on their profile is the best way to get interest you know, ask them a question about something in their profile or show that you have a similar interest. Say they say, Oh, I really like going to this bar. You say, Oh, I like going to this bar too. You know, what's your favorite drink there or something like that. Like something that shows that you've read the profile, especially with online dating. Uh, a lot of times you'll get people who haven't read the profile and are just sending a message. Mm -hmm. So showing that you've engaged with the profile is going to put you a cut above a lot of other people. Again, there's no guarantees that the person's going to message you back, but showing that you've engaged with that content and showing that you're at least reading it, you're interested, is going to go a long way to getting that person to uh, give you a message back. And again, there's no guarantees, but putting forth your be- best foot forward is the best way to get a response. And doing so in a way where you can say, hey, I've, I'm interested in you. I've read this. is going to go a long way, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's excellent. Yeah. It like let's say they say they went to Italy and you like Italy, you could say, Oh, I went to Italy, what these did you go to? And Yeah. I think that's a great idea because yeah, what people don't want is somebody that just is blatantly just messaging them after just not even reading their profile. Yeah. So and and people generally like talking about themselves and sharing stories. So yeah, I think asking an open ended question, open ended question is questions that that aren't answered by yes or no. So you want to yeah. Avoid close ended questions, which are, did you like Italy? Yes. No. Um, you want to say, well, where did you go? And when did you go there? And yeah, that kind of thing.
0: What was your favorite part of this or whatever else? Yeah.
1: Right. And stay positive. Say, say like, what did you like about it? Yeah. If you're like, well, you know, I went, yeah.
0: And here's, I mean, that's
1: kind of a bummer, but, And
0: and here's the thing too, if you're really intimidated by reading the person's whole profile, because I've, I've actually read this online that some people really just get intimidated by having to read every single person's profile. Here's the thing, you don't even have to read every single person's profile. Maybe you just read until you find something that you can resonate with and go from there. Because uh, I understand that maybe f- us telling you, hey, read every single profile can be a bit much. And I don't I don't think anybody would expect you to read everything on their profile, at least right away. But that also
1: tells you, you got to have a really good opening line on that's true. Yeah. You got to have something that kind of grabs people.
0: Be like, I have a dating advice podcast. And they'll be like, oh gosh, don't talk about me. And I'm...
1: Oh, have you tried that? You should totally try that. And let me know how it goes. I have let all that, of us know no, how that goes. I
0: have put that You down. have? Yeah. And then really? People think I talk about my personal dating life. And I'm like, not really. Like, I very rarely talk about my personal dating life on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, you should
1: say, like, I give advice to other people on a relationship podcast.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah no, I and he that, could
1: probably you could probably joke in parentheses i have to explain this because people thought i was talking about my own dating life
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I had one girl who was like you're not gonna talk if we go on a date you're not gonna talk about me on your podcast would you like, no. yeah you might want
1: to think about updating that on your profile <laughs>
0: yeah so no it, it's, it's just it's such a simple thing too but again it's kind of like the idea is you just find something that you can resonate with. You can find a uh, find a question in. Uh, and I hate to tell you this too, but sometimes you read a profile and you don't get anything. If that's the case, maybe just throw a hey, how are you? I'm gonna say right now, I'm gonna. Uh, it's gonna be safe to assume that if somebody doesn't really give you anything that you can ask questions about in their profile, that it's safe to assume they're probably okay with a hey, what's up or hey, how are you? You know, it's kind of the idea of. If they're putting forth a low effort, you could probably put forth low effort as well. So well,
1: and I was thinking also they might not want to give out too much information about themselves either.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: Or or they may not know how to write a really eye catching profile. That, so, true. but yeah, you're right. I think if um, yeah, if there's if you find the person interesting or you think they're good looking or whatever, um, and yeah, you don't find anything on the profile that to. to to ask about i i think there's always questions that you could ask people so um i have this book called um what is it called it's called like ask me anything and it's got a whole bunch it's like like a thousand questions that are pretty engaging questions you can ask people like oh what's what's the favorite place you ever traveled to like you could just ask a question like that and i think that makes you stand out from the just the hey how are you
0: that's true i
1: liked your picture kind of thing
0: well best of luck ryan and let me know if you or let us know if you find uh, anybody interesting but uh yeah let's uh let's move on to amy's email do you want to read okay. Amy's email
1: nerds having been single now for almost three months i'm hoping to get back into dating i am clean D free so so my fiance told me that that's drinking and
0: drugs is that correct because i thought it was dungeons, dungeons and dragons <laughs> It could be Dungeons and Dragons. I think it's drugs and disease. Oh, so it's not tricky Oh, so I got all these wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm. Or sure you know,
1: Amy, it might be d- Dungeons and Dragons free, which you don't know, no judgment. That's cool. Hey, if you want to play so, Dungeons and uh,
0: Dragons, I'm sure. You
1: so know, what I'm- is it again? I'm clean, drug and disease free. Okay, yeah.
0: So, so when they say that, they're saying like basically they, she doesn't have any STDs or anything like
1: that. Uh, see, we're we're both the old people, so we don't get it. <laughs>
0: The funny thing is too is like I'm in my 40s. <laughs> I was <laughs> what I was reading it, and even I was like Dungeons and Dragons. And then well, I what's been... so funny
1: is we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons right. That's so in was on that topic.
0: Dungeons and Dragons is fun if you can do that on a date. There you go. But yeah,
1: yeah, we were talking about the. It, it's very intricate. I've yes. never played it, it's and fun. neither is he. But. But yeah, it sounds like it's pretty intense. So okay, so I just have a Dungeons and Dragon question just off the record. Sure. So if you have a you have a specific character now, what if you're playing with like this group and then you move and like and are playing with another group? Do you retain that same character or do you need or, or does the the D and D person that's in charge give you a new character?
0: Well, it gets hard because at a certain point, like your character is at a certain point, like a certain level. So you can not really start a game where everybody else is, say, level one and you're a little bit higher level. So oh. you could if they were the same level, but the chances of that are pretty low. You could always find a game where they're okay with having someone who's a little higher level, and that's ultimately up to the dungeon master. But um, ah, okay, it's always kind of safe to assume that if you're starting a new game with a new group, you would have to start a new character.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Yeah. But you never know i've had i play dungeons and dragons regularly and yeah the idea is that if you know i've had games where i'm like hey i've got this person they're this level it, you know would you rather i make a new character or can i take this one in and they'll let you know and say hey you know what uh-huh. you bring this guy in yeah oh okay and a good skilled dungeon master will make it more challenging because they know that they have a higher level person there so it oh pass- so they'll
1: throw stuff at you that's a little bit
0: more challenging yeah because they know okay. that you have somebody there who can handle a little bit more so that's definitely- oh so
1: it's kind of fun for them too because then they get to stretch themselves a little bit
0: yeah so okay yeah
1: so and, and i'm sorry amy that's nothing to do with what you were
0: you finish the, you i don't know. think i
1: even finished your question no <laughs> okay so moving back to amy i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read amy's question over again okay so okay so nerds having been single now for almost three months i'm i'm hopping hopping back into dating hopping okay okay i'm just gonna start over again (laughs) okay having been single for almost three months i'm hopping back into dating i'm clean drug and disease free my concern is that as i'm single and sexually active i will be asking potential sexual partners if they are but even with that how often should i be tested for potential stds amy amy neither one of us have a uh an md background so we can't really speak to that um but i would tell you that if whenever you're changing partners or if you have multiple partners i would say you know whenever you're changing partners get tested um or uh, multiple partners get tested on a regular basis and um and as you probably know condoms don't protect you from anything so i i would say regular basis but i guess regular basis is kind of a vague term um but definitely if you're if you're ending a relationship getting a new one you should probably get checked Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, the reality of it in the U.S. anyway, it depends on, you know, whether your insurance is going to cover it. Now, you can go to um, clinics like Planned Parenthood. They do testing um, and you can get lower cost testing. Um, but, you know, there's there's also the reality of it that way, too. So now you're in Canada. So I'm assuming that's covered, Kurt. Or...
0: Uh, no, it's not. You do have to pay for it. Oh, it's not covered? No, because it's considered like kind of extra. So, huh. You- I don't think it's much though. Like I think it's, um, but I was actually kind of curious because, uh, you know, I, I regularly will get myself tested because up here in Canada, and I don't know if it's different down in the States, but up here, they recommend that if you have, like they say that if you're with a partner regularly, that you can probably stick with being tested every three to six months. But if you're sexually active with multiple or anonymous partners, and they say anonymous not as in you, um, you don't know who the person is, like obviously you do, but where you're maybe going from person to person, it's better to be tested more on like a um, monthly basis. So uh, that's at least how it is up here, is that yeah, it's usually every three to six months if you're with a regular partner, or if you're a little more active doing it every month. Um, that being said, obviously, you know, it's, I don't know, it, depending on how sexually active you are, I mean, there's people who are with multiple partners at the same time and people who go with different partners. So it's kind of like, well, obviously it would probably be best if you got yourself tested before each and every partner, but, um, yeah, it, it really is, I mean, in some ways, it's up to you, and, some way, and that's kind of where we run into issues where, you know, there's no regulatory way of saying, hey, you know, this per- you as a person needs to be tested every so often. Um, I would say maybe a month, every month, if you're sexually active and you're kind of with multiple partners, would probably be best. Um, but if you could be testing yourself after every partner, that would be ideal. But um, I'm
1: looking it up right now. Yeah. But again, we can't give... Advice, but how often should you get STD testing?
0: And you can uh, use- screening
1: at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, with multiple anonymous partners, more frequently, three to six month interval.
0: Okay, so that's what the
1: CDC—that's the uh, Center for Disease Control in the U.S. So three, says.
0: three to six months is pretty good. But I could—I would say even a month would be pretty good too. I mean, once a month getting tested, especially if you're really being sexually active, would be would be best. So. I mean, See once bad. I would
1: say once a month for for the clients I'm that I work with I think it would be a time and money constraint issue. yeah so that's
0: yeah I guess it depends where how you, how much they charge where you live because up here in Canada right. it's something like forty dollars so monthly that's not too bad but I guess it really depends on how much they charge for those extensive tests well. I,
1: I, but I think it's really important to look at are you having a symptom too.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, if so you're and symptoms, I would you should be, yeah, going for any
1: surgery. discharge, any itching. I mean, the, any obviously, if you have any rash or, or any kind of blister, yeah. uh, you want to go in. So, uh, if you're having pain during sex, you want to go in. But again, you know, that I would ask your doctor. Your doctor, uh, I would give you pretty good recommendations, I would bet, on how often you should go in
0: yeah. and get tested. And that would probably Um, be best to go to a doctor and get an official word from a doctor. But, I mean, because, yeah, we're both not doctors. So, uh, you know. But maybe it might be good to say, go in and say, hey, you know, would three to six months or once a month be good for me or is that too much? And ask your doctor and see what they say. Uh, There's nothing wrong with going to your doctor with equipment or being equipped with, with at least a little bit of knowledge so that when you do go in and ask them those questions, you at least are, you know, a little more equipped to um ask them the, the questions that uh you know, are going to give you the right answers there so
1: well i just went on to the uh, american sexual health association site and they have a thing where you can enter your zip code and they'll look up a place where you can get tested oh perfect so and and amy too um if you're feeling uncomfortable asking your doctor yep. um, about getting tested it that is very common for people and your doctor's probably been asked that before. So it's probably not a big deal. If you don't like your doctor's response, then I would say maybe go to another doctor. Yeah.
0: And so it's it's worth noting too that uh, there are a lot of places that will provide either free or low cost testing as well. Um, So it really depends. Um, I think... For a lot of the ones that cost a little bit more, the turnaround time is a little bit faster, so um, mm-hmm. you can pay and they'll kind of get back to you a little quickly. But I mean, if you don't mind maybe waiting a little bit longer, sometimes the free or low cost uh, alternatives tend to, again, be a little bit slower. But if you don't mind waiting, then you know they can give you, you know. Uh, yeah, this
1: site's really good because it even talks about how often you need to get a pap test done, and that's what checks for cervical cancer. Oh, okay. good. Um, and, um, and what's the other thing? Uh, HPV. Mm. Um, and it says that if women beginning at age 21, they should get it done. I used to be every year, but now it's every three years. Oh.
0: Um,
1: and, you, and you can, again, they test for H- HPV along the, uh, at the same time. Uh, but this website um, is uh, a... A is an apple, S is in Sam, H is in Harry, A is an apple, sexualhealth.org. Mm. And then you can look up, um, they have a tab that says sexual health uh, on it, and you can look up all that stuff. So I would go to, they seem like they're pretty good with their information. So um, I would go there. And, and then uh, if you want to get real specific, it's A S H A sexualhealth.org backslash S T stdst- D S s t i s backslash get dash tested backslash or is that a forward slash whatever the slashy thing is so Mm. they look like they have a pretty good site and it breaks it down into what you need to be tested for because sometimes you may have to ask your doctor hey i'm concerned about this can i make sure i get tested for this um like i'm thinking of a friend of mine um she had to actually ask to get tested to be tested for herpes Mm. um and i'm not sure if that was a doctor issue or what was going on but she had actually specifically say hey do you test for herpes and they didn't usually yeah so she had to ask for that um this site also breaks down um your age um you know who what tests everyone needs to have uh, what tests you need if you're 21 and older um and younger than 25 so it looks looks like a pretty good site yeah i'm not associated with them at all i just happen to google them so
0: yeah it's also worth noting, too, that there's also a lot more, especially in the last few years, over-the-counter test as well. So if you're really maybe uh, hesitant about going to a doctor or going to a medical care facility to getting test, for getting tested, you can also, there's a lot of options for over-the-counter testing as well. Uh, but obviously, you want to make sure you're doing your tests and, or your research and finding one that is obviously effective yeah. and works best for you. So... Um, if you are worried about having to go into a place, because understandably it can be very intimidating to go into a place like that or ask for something like that. So if you are worried about that, you could also uh, look at over-the-counter options as well, if those are available in your region. But yeah, well, that's that's a pretty lengthy answer. Hopefully, uh, Amy, you, you are equipped with the knowledge you need to be both responsible and uh still enjoy yourself sexually so and
1: good for you amy that you're asking that yeah you're taking good care of yourself
0: yeah uh let's see am i reading i can't even keep track anymore that's the the i'll read
1: i'll read it uh nerds i'll be traveling to cuba with my girlfriend it'll be with friends but this is our first trip together well i'm not outright concerned i'm wondering if there are any hiccups or potential roadblocks i should be prepared for darren uh darren this is this is a really interesting question because you're talking about cuba and in the u.s we have to get special permission to go to cuba my understanding in in canada is that that you can travel freely back and forth to cuba right
0: oh yeah i've been to cuba quite a few times so one of my
1: one of my things was like do you have visas you know like i started doing like the like the like the um uh, logistics of it, but yeah, you can yeah, because I people from Canada go to vacation in Cuba all the time, right?
0: Oh yeah, Cuba is very similar to Mexico. A lot of like all inclusive resorts and things like that. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, so um, it it is very popular. I've been to Cuba a few times. I like it. I don't like it as much as Mexico, personally. But I mean, not to rain on your parade, Cuba is still a lot of fun, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um, yeah.
1: And my family's come but, but through visas, through work that they do. So yeah. um now I like I know I'm wondering if I'm like going to get tagged by the government or something. But yeah. um they go legally, but um yeah. they do philanthropic work there. So um I, so that my first thing was well, you know, do you have all your paperwork? But you know, it depends on where you're from because you know, US and Canada have different relationships with Cuba. Um but I and from the relationship side, um how long have you guys been together i don't think you mentioned it so if this is your first trip together i i was trying to kind of gauge how long you've been together but um i would my first thing was well how much alone time do you each need yeah do you have something uh, built in to kind of i always say like to couple have a word that you can say to each other like pancakes or something that just says like i need no questions to ask. you just need to be alone and that's nothing to do with whether you're getting along with the other person people just have different levels of together and alone time
0: yeah i think a lot of it comes down to planning uh in the sense that you know really what's gonna be an issue is unexpectedness or surprises of the negative kind uh so doing your best to kind of eliminate that will be go a long way um one thing that I've kind of learned through various travels with, you know, partners for the first time is medically, you know, say somebody doesn't feel well after eating something or something like that, that can really just ruin a trip for people. And it's not something against you personally, but if that person's sick, you're that they're then, you know, having not a great time. So maybe making sure, like... You bring some kind of over-the-counter, you know, medication for things like upset stomach or something like that, like gravel and stuff like that. Make sure you're equipped with that because, you know, say somebody's sick, you don't want them to be out. And showing that you've come prepared and showing that you care enough to, you know, have that readily available for them is going to go a long way. Um, At least in terms of, like, making sure that they're still up and at her and able to enjoy the trip is probably part of it. But also, too, like, I guess... Finances as well that could potentially be an issue. Like, you know, obviously, if you're going on the trip, I'm imagining that you guys have already sorted out finances and who's paying, but when you're actually there to maybe figure out some sort of system for paying just so that it doesn't get to the point where one person's paying for everything. And maybe you've already established this, maybe you guys already have enough of a report that it's not going to be an issue, but you don't want to equally you don't want to be the person that is paying for everything and you know you become maybe cynical about it and likewise you don't want to be in that situation where you're not paying for different things and this other person's having to pay for you so maybe coming up with a way where you're equal and fair with paying for things would make sure that you know that person's not feeling exploited or equally they're not exploiting you um i agree with you steph uh, making sure that like you have alone time That's a big thing, but also making sure that you have some time together, like, you know, making sure that you have maybe some set time. Like you mentioned that this is a trip with friends. Maybe making sure that you guys have time where the two of you can just spend together would be a big thing, too. Like maybe you go on an excursion. Maybe you have a dinner with just the two of you together. Making sure that you're still taking time for each other would go a long ways. But um, yeah, and obviously checking in with the person and making sure that you're communicating with them and seeing how they're doing would go a long way as well. But yeah. What do you think? Yeah,
1: and, and also, you know, like balancing that time with your friends and your girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Maybe talk about
1: expectations before you go. Yeah. yeah and see. that's that can be kind of a tricky conversation, but you mm-hmm. could say, Hey, you know, I know this is our first trip together and what you know, what's your try I would say what's your travel style.
0: Yeah.
1: And some people like to be like really active when they travel, like hiking and stuff, and other people are like, I'm good with laying by the pool.
0: Yeah.
1: So I would get an idea ahead of time what that person likes to do because traveling is just a different animal and again yeah if you get sick on a trip um first i would make sure that you what access do you have to healthcare if that happens um and then you might this is also too where you might want to know about your partner's medical history if you're somewhere Um, now you're with friends and stuff and and but i would i would also look at if they do get sick you're gonna have to probably take care of them maybe if they get Mm -hmm. sick so um, that can actually bring couples closer together, but it also means that you're having kind of a rough trip. So yeah. um I would also look at too, and again, this is coming from a US perspective, um, where you don't stay in resorts, uh, is that um what's the emergency contact information for your um significant other, you know, where where are they gonna keep their documents? Mm-hmm. Um, and again that's that it's probably not the same thing in canada because you can travel back and forth freely to cuba so um but i would just say that you know you're probably gonna have a great time and yeah it's it's kind of a new adventure and i think if you can travel together well i think a lot of other things go well too
0: yeah i think the real gist of it is is try to plan as much as you can beforehand uh but be prepared that there may be things that pop up and if they do just Communicate with your partner and just make sure that both of you are, uh, you know, able to enjoy each uh, the time. So, I mean, it's really not overly difficult. Uh, the great thing about a trip like that is you know what it is, and you can plan ahead of time. Uh, so, you know, you can try to prepare as much as you can. Like, even for me, like, not so much in a dating perspective, but, uh, you know, I'm going to Mexico in February and I'm or you know I planned and I've been I was calling the you know organization that handles uh like checking your bags and all that when you go on And I was like hey I got a couple things I'm not too sure if I can bring them just planning ahead when you're traveling is always a great thing but when you're traveling with somebody else it goes a long way to just trying to prepare as much as you can beforehand and again prepare that for the fact that even with all your preparation you may still run into issues that you didn't plan for and just you know, accordingly dealing with them as you need to. So,
1: And a lot of times just bad travel experiences just make for good stories later.
0: Oh yeah. And the thing so. is too, I hate to tell you this, uh, Darren, it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be an issue or two that pops up. It's a perfect is boring. Yeah. Perfect is boring. You
1: know it that way. You don't want to be like, on a, Oh, we had a perfect vacation. We'll... Yeah. You know, like I want to know like what, you know what that stuff makes it interesting. Like when you do like off the beaten path stuff, or um the people that you meet yeah
0: um
1: uh, that's the stuff i think that really makes a trip good now, I'd, I'd also take a look at how well does your girlfriend get along with your friends Yeah. are there certain friends that cause problems um particularly if they're drinking um so i would make sure that you act as a buffer if you have those friends first i'm wondering why you're going on a trip somewhere with them but I'm i would say
0: met each other beforehand or at least right each
1: other. and i would go out of your way to make your friend feel comfortable she has met your friends because you have a history with them and she doesn't yeah so i mean good for her that she's willing to go on a trip with you and your friends um they may have their girlfriends with them or boyfriends i don't know but um either way again i would say if there's a friend that she tends to be uncomfortable around i would make sure that you are a buffer yeah and that she is kept a healthy distance from them um, and again, I'd wonder why you're going on a trip with them um, if, if there's something going on with your friend. Um, but again, I, I think it's really important that you don't leave your girlfriend out um, because again, she's she's going into this in a different way that, than your friends are. And again, your girlfriend, your friends may be bringing their partners too. Um, but go out of your way to to make her feel comfortable, and especially if you're having discussions, like if you're talking over dinner make sure you include your girlfriend or say, Hey, what do you think about that? Or, or, you know, make sure that if she's not uh, the personality that kind of jumps in with a conversation and just kind of sits back, you invite her into the conversation. I think that makes a huge difference because what I see with the, with cases like this, when it's the first trip and it's with friends, what I've seen in couples therapy is that um, the couple comes back and the biggest issue is you left me out of stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And you went with your friends to the beach and you left me at the hotel. And that's the stuff I hear. So again, I would really take a look at how, you know, making sure that you're, um, you know, first, you know, paying attention to your girlfriend and, and including her and stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you're probably gonna
1: have a great time. Oh. And it's
0: good that you asked Aaron. And you know, with all this said, Try to be positive. Don't, you know, let it weigh you down. Uh, Positivity is going to be one of your biggest things. Uh, You know, there's a lot to be worried about. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, I'm sure we've rattled up. (laughs) Be positive, but there's a lot to worry about. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we've given you enough to be like, why the fuck am I doing this? This is a terrible idea. (laughs) But... Try to be positive, try to you know Well Darren,
1: worst case scenario, you guys it doesn't work out, then one of you goes home early. Yeah. You can change tickets all the time on, on um on flights, so
0: yep. um and again I think that differs on what country you're from, but um Yeah, us Canadians we love Cuba. We get along with Cubans very well. US not so much, but you know, hey, it's uh working and And
1: we so. won't even get into that. <laughs> because that's changed with our president so that we have now so um it's i would just say that you have have a contingency plan that let's say it doesn't work or your girlfriend's miserable Mm -hmm. and then have a plan of what you guys are going to do yeah chances are you're going to have a great time and you're going to have great stories and but you know have your contingency plan I think when we come up with a contingency plan for if it doesn't work, I think then we kind of are free to let it work, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Plan for best case scenario, but be optimistic. Yep. Or plan for worst case scenario, but be optimistic.
0: Yep. And hey, you know what? We're You know, while you're going uh, on this trip, you know what you should do is uh, buy Steph's book and bring with you uh, for the trip. Read about
1: gaslighting. Yeah. See what your friends have to say. I'll like get together and write a review on Amazon together.
0: Be like me and bring Steph's book to read when on your trip to uh, Mexico. There, uh, no, I mean I'm partially kidding, but yeah, you know, uh, lots, lots to keep in mind. But yeah, be, enjoy yourself, have fun. <laughs> I'm picturing Darren's already like hitting cancel. On He's hotel. like, how oh, <laughs> <my head laughs> the fuck did I think this was a good idea? <laughs> I'm never asking them anything again. I just imagine that. <laughs> like I imagine there's every, there's at least one email a week where we break it down so much that the person's like, why did I think this was a good idea? No. Like, but I think when it
1: works well, I think you've got, you've got a relationship that can last a long time. I think traveling with someone is like one of the biggest indicators that things are going to go well long-term.
0: And the thing is too, is I don't, realistically your partner is not going to be so much concerned with, Something going wrong, but more so your response to it and seeing how you react to something not going well. You know, if you're the kind of person to blow up when something doesn't go well, I mean, that's not going to look well on you. I think the expectation is that not everything's going to go well, but the expectation is more so that you're going to react to it in a way that's both healthy and uh, both responsible and respectful. Uh, so, don't be worried too much about things happening, but be more so concerned about how you're going to handle it and how you're going to react to it. And again, communicating, being sort of level headed, being positive, there's different ways that you can sort of handle these things.
1: So, <laughs> Darren's, Darren's probably like, I was just wondering what size sunblock I-, with yeah. me. <laughs> I
0: was wondering what books to bring. I didn't need all this. Right. <laughs> no. Poor Darren.
1: Sorry, Darren. Darren's like, oh, great. Now, I'm, now I have to
0: think about all stuff we're really just making it even more difficult for him no
1: because i think you were talking about going on your trip to mexico like looking for sunblock and stuff so i'm thinking maybe he's just asking
0: about sunblock yeah hey there's a lot of great sunblock out there i didn't realize that now they have the sunscreen stick and that's just blowing my mind i introduced you to sunscreen
1: stick did you because sunscreen yeah like in florida you know we have the we have the usually have the the up-and-coming skincare sun products we usually get them first. So, um yeah, That um the stick is great.
0: Yeah, I bought uh, a couple to bring to Mexico. I'm like, good. This, is good. this is good. Can't wait.
1: Because that sun's intense. Oh, yes. So. Yes. Uh, same thing in Cuba, Darren. So make sure you wear sun.
0: Yep. Also, i uh, kind of curious where in Cuba you're staying. So feel free to email at mailbagatranger.com because I am ai like Cuba. I'm kind of curious whereabouts in Cuba you're going. So if you want. You uh,
1: my family this. loves Cuba, too. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. It's a whole different perspective, I think.
0: Yeah, because, because like, everybody... you're going
1: for vacation mm. and you stay at resorts. Yeah. So I think it's a different, and also I think the way that we're taught about Q- school, too, I think when you go, it's very different than what we were taught in school.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so, um, but I mean, it, if you're able to go and get a visa, to go i would encourage it i think it's yeah. important for people to go yeah. I and mean, again i'm probably on some you now federal list or something but you know it's um actually probably with the gasoline book abroad some a list. but um good let's see so it's i would i would just recommend it i think it's it's a beautiful country mm-hmm. um and um and that's pretty neat, though. If you're, and I think also, I, I think most of the European countries can travel freely, right? I think U.S.
0: Yeah. Walk. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because I went through a kick when I was like a few years ago where I was like, oh, I really want to go to Cuba. You know, Mexico is boring. And everyone goes to Mexico. And I went to Cuba. I uh, liked it, but I found like, I don't know, in Mexico, it's just so much it's better. <laughs> so all these things will make people being like oh mexico is so elusive and now we can go and all of a sudden i'm like it's fine it's okay i personally like i prefer mexico personally but uh, Well, yeah it's
1: so funny it's like i live on the gulf of mexico and i i was supposed to go to mexico three times and every time something happened oh so i i live in i've lived in florida most of my life and and um oh i was just informed that we have daily flights from tampa to cuba so mm. um and i'm getting more information on <laughs> But um it, I've never I've never actually been to Mexico because like one time I was on a boat and the boat broke and oh. another time like something caught on fire like on the plane. <laughs> I do not remember what it was. But every time like something hasn't worked out, so I think I'm I'm like meant to go on some special trip to Mexico and there's a reason why these three times this has happened. <laughs> so so I'm glad that you get to go to Mexico and enjoy it. Because I've never actually been there. Well, it's kinda most- weird to think like I'm right next to it, but I've, I've been to, like, Austria and Argentina and China, but I've never, never been to Mexico. It just seems kind of silly.
0: Coming in 2020, we'll do a live Nerds in Love from Mexico.
1: That'd be fun.
0: That would be fun. All
1: right. We'll plan on that.
0: We'll, we'll we'll put some brains together. Okay. Well, that's it for Nerds in Love. Thanks again for tuning in. And hopefully this is uh, your favorite episode of 2019 so far. Uh, it's the Yay. only episode of 2019, so... By default, it must be your favorite. Um, of but, course it is. Yeah, yes. But uh, in all seriousness, you can always let us know how we're doing by leaving a review or emailing us at mailbag at I realize some people don't like to leave reviews. They'd rather email us in. That's fine, too. Uh, you can also send us your questions or any dating advice uh, you may need over to mailbag at Uh, And also don't forget to check out your book on gas, or Steph's book on gaslighting. And you can find more information on that uh, on stephanieshargis.com or on Amazon, wherever you can find books, really. Yep. Yep. I think that's it. Uh, Okay. With that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.